but but just jumping in, I mean, I've been I've been doing a little research and North Park Residences, which is the integrated development above North Point City, mm. actually has the same uh, PSF, but thousand four to two thousand. Hey, so, so wow! So really, yeah. integrated integrated residences are the in thing now, lah. But as Keith said, I mean, PSF has perhaps maybe not become the the most accurate indicator of uh demand or value. Yeah, value is know. demand and supply. La. So if more people yeah. want it, then obviously it just gets higher. Like, will you spend a million dollars to to live in on top of North Point City? La? That's the question. Well, I think it also because of the historical the historical data that shows that uh, integrated uh, condominiums are, are, have always just increased in prices. So, mm-hmm. for example, Pongo Waterway Point. So in 2012, I'm not kidding you. Uh, that was literally my first flat in DBS. So I was in DBS for a couple of years doing wealth. I went to become a specialist for one year and that was my first show flat. It was on Chinese New Year. It sucked. Pongo uh, <laughs> uh, prices were like 800, that kind. They were selling at 1,002. It's crazy. And it was all bought up. Yeah, so so I think then so that was the first thing, right? And then now it's worth a lot more as well. Then there was uh, PLQ, Novena near MRT, not exactly the on top of MRT. People also go mad. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think what Keith, Peter, you all say is true. It's not the value is what people put into it. But at the same time, now it's so crazy. It's also because of the historical data that's obviously not indicative of future data. But it's historically this this integrated uh, condominiums, the prices just go, the demand just continues to increase. So I guess the developers also price in the future demand. Lah and try to get the most profits out of everyone today. Hmm. So, so on that note, Keith, I mean, is your spreadsheet able to suggest whether a property is overpriced? It's, you know, like when you see a price tag, do you go, this is uh, impractical? It makes no sense because that's what you're alluding to. I mean, not just from a rental yield point of view, but just how much money can you really make if you already buy a property at this high price tag? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, the only answer to that is, you know, what's your view of future property prices? So, you know, how, how high can property price go, right? Um, for me, I'm, you know, for me, I'm just slightly conservative. I just don't see, like, Singapore property prices uh, just, you know, going over the roof in the next 10 years or so. Um, so, for example, if I would, you know, uh, uh, 2000, if I, buy, if I buy, like, a 2100, I don't know, PSF property, right? If I sell in 10 years, uh, if I don't rent it, um, I need about a 20% capital gain to break even. So do I have the view 10 years from now that my 2,100 PSF property will become 2,500, right? Which is about a 20% uh, profit mark. Then I, I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit, it's, it's not impossible, but it's a bit tough. But perhaps, you know, if the list price is 2,100 PSF, can I sort of bring it down to 1,950? then maybe there's, uh, my confidence level is a bit higher than, you know, that's, that's just kind of how I, I kind of play things. Yeah. Ultimately, is your view on a property, the property market in five, five, ten years' time. Yeah. I mean, just based on PSF alone, or you're, you're saying that because you already see the PSF at a certain level now, uh, you then question how much more it can increase because you know, those kind of PSFs are unheard of at this point in time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there's, there's, only, there's only so much where you can decrease the size of a unit 
to make it affordable to Singaporeans, right? Now we are probably at the most compact kind of a state. I, I don't know how how more I mean how, how more compact it can go, especially with new developments that have you know pretty large balconies now. But you know, I think ultimately it will come a point in time where you know we just can't afford these kind of properties anymore. I mean, unless somehow Singapore's income just sky skyrockets uh, in the future. Yeah. So I just yeah, I think it's a I think it's quite saturated now in terms of property prices and it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Yeah. Mm. Well, whether Singapore's salary skyrocket in the future, it actually is it may very well happen, uh, because all these bike dance and all are coming here, right? And paying crazy amounts of money. Like, why didn't I just do computing and be good at computing ten years ago? I'll be super rich right now. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, but they are they are pushing the prices up. They are pushing the prices up, and and it will affect the normal people as well. And also, that's also why um, you know you know when Pasiris it went from thousand four starting to thousand six average, and then two thousand right, and they publish it for hype. They are actually caring all green. The developers caring about themselves only. They are not really caring about the other developers that need to launch. And as an industry, I think that's a bit. Um, not cool, right? We thought, you know, maybe one day all green want to go with us, so maybe I just shut up. But, <laughs> but yeah, but but you see, it, it's literally the, the complaint from other developers who are spoken to is like, yeah, they only care about their own profits, right? You are literally ringing a bell asking MAS to step in right now. You are ringing a bell asking for it. Yeah. So, how much, how much further do you all think they can go? Like, we, we've been talking about the future of housing. So, like we've we've already discussed, like okay, there are certain key amenities that everybody wants: your school for your kids, shopping malls, MRT stations, yada yada. Like now, as we are slowly, like what Bay also mentioned, more foreign companies are also coming in. Business parks are another possible asset to this um housing units. And now we've already seen like integrated developments of house plus MRT plus mall, all inside, essentially one building. What more can we go? What's the next level? What's the next step that we can possibly go? Like, what would be the integrated, integrated development? Is there, is there, a, is there a, even a possible route to that? Or have we reached the, the, the max already? Uh, I mean... I don't think that's the max. Well, like, yeah, so, so one way to look at it is if you're looking at a PSF point of view, then the way to increase PSF without increasing the overall cost of the unit is to just reduce the you know, the unit size. So you really make it like almost shoebox-like, how some developed countries have turned into. Uh, the unit is just so tiny that you're able to sell a unit at a inverted commas affordable price, but at a ridiculous PSF. So you know how high the demand is. You don't you know, you don't care about comfort. You just care that you're able to sell the unit at a, at a ridiculous PSF. Yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the fact that it has happened in other countries suggests that it's always a possibility. Yeah, yeah I mean, Hong Kong. Okay, end of statement. Hong Kong, end of statement. I mean, think about it, right? Sydney, city centre. London, zone one, city centre. New York, yeah. New York yeah. right? It, it happens everywhere, not just Hong Kong, Shanghai, Beijing, you know. So, yeah. 
Shanghai Beijing is insane. Uh, and then the government is cutting down, uh, putting measures in place. However, of course, it's easier to put measures in place because people listen to the China government a lot more than people listen to Singapore government. But then again, relative to in Singapore, people do listen to our government a lot better compared to in New York, right? So everything's relative, but yeah, measures have to come to place if, if things continue to go up. And and actually, that's something like Keith, maybe you may want to consider, right? That, you know, the more you delay, there's still that risk. And this is uh, maybe some property agents use this tactic, but it, it's a fact. It's a lo- It comes with logic, right? There is a risk that property measures cause you to have to loan less or or cause you to have to pay more. Okay, property measures should, should cause it to drop in price. Lah. But, you know, there's a risk that the measures affect your purchase. Also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, currently now, low interest rate environment. So maybe that's that's kind of propping up the prices. Uh, interest rate will definitely, you know, rise in future. And I'm, I think I, I think we will definitely see some sort of, you know, reaction from the market to the interest rate. But then again, high interest rate means you, 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 pay, a, you pay a higher mortgage, right? So... I mean, that's why for me, um, I started off my property journey looking to make money. Now I just value a place where, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not overpaying for it. But at the same time, you know, the space, space is very important to me. Space makes sense. Um, there are various, you know, criterias. I look out in a unit. Uh, if these criterias are met, for example, no large balconies. You know, I, I like a small study or a helper's room. Um... You know, bathroom. My bathroom must have you know. <laughs> it must. It must. Must have a window. Are there bathrooms? Yeah, I don't care about actually. the prices. It's very common now, especially new new developments. Oh, is right? it? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, so, actually. So, so my friend was looking at to buy properties in the Philippines, and then I have a friend that's an architect who is in Singapore. So he just took a look at the at the properties. The first thing he said, "Don't buy. Why? No window in toilet." So, so I think that what your your factor is is you know what I mean. This guy's an architect, uh, so he was like, "Yeah, cannot." I never even considered like, "Oh, must have window in bathroom." It sounds like such a trivial thing, but in the end, it's so valid actually. Like once you bring it up. So the 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 developer says they were they have a ventilator fan, uh, the you know the fan thingy. No, says the, the architect says it's not enough. You don't have window, you don't have sunlight, you will have mildew, mold, etc. Say five years down the road. Your toilet is like an infestation yeah. of yeah. Gross. Either that, yeah. or you permanently make it, let it smell like Clorox, lah, right? No, that's true. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've I've kind of you know now nowadays I just look at a place where it, it's just a nice place to live, and I think through this one half years I've I've made a list of you know what what are my requirements for a property to stay, and when I view I just go back to this list and yeah. As long as it's comfortable, then it's, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I do hope your search comes to an end soon. As long as, you know, like I said, there's a price to love, right? If you find something that you love, then maybe, maybe even if it doesn't make spreadsheet sense, as long as it does make a little bit of not nonsense, you will still get it because you love it. So it really, I, I really hope you, you find, because I, I have spoken to you for many months already and... and <laughs> I guess you know as you, you probably like oh does body ever end right yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah uh, so on a point that you mentioned earlier Keith uh, that low interest rates are probably what is contributing to spike in uh, property prices in the past year or so um, 
you don't factor in mortgage interest rates into your calculator, your spreadsheet. Uh, why is that? Or you know, like, what do you what do you consider as a as the default interest rate then when you do your calculations? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. I mean, for me, just based on just my current analysis, I've just I've just stated it as two percent. So yes. I think currently now it's a bit lower than that, and um, it can definitely go higher than that. But you know, like 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 I mean, like like, like what like, like what you guys say. You know, if I keep putting on my my banker's hat and keep <laughs> buying properties based on these kind of assumptions, then it's, it's, you know I might I might never get a property. Um, so. I thought two percent is just quite an okay figure, you know. I think in two zero one nine, it, it you know, just correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it went up to two point is it two point six or two point seven or two point five or something like that. So, yeah. So I think currently I'm just basing it based on two percent. But I mean, interest rate really affects of your affordability. So if interest rate rises, which it will in time, then naturally people would just feel that I can't really afford this this property and I can't pay so much. Yeah. So now it's because. Uh, you set a two percent interest rate as the default. You are actively eliminating um, certain higher price properties from your consideration, whereas people may not even be considering that future interest rate, and that's why they are seeing all these properties as more affordable than they actually are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That 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 that's true. I mean, for me, I project like a a ten years kind of exit time frame. So over ten. Mm. Years, what's the average kind of interest rate? I, I want to assume, you know, I, I will put higher than two percent to be conservative, but you know, just I just thought let's just put it at two percent. If not, I'll, I'll just never get into. I mean, I'll, I'll never ever buy a property. Yeah, <laughs> B is two percent conservative in your opinion, or not conservative? It's conservative. Ah, uh, it's correct. Ah. Uh. To me, if a buyer wants to say that, okay, let's, let's go at like, what I think what's 1.2% now. If you tell me that if he can't even afford a, a 2% interest on his loan projections mm-hmm. and he really wants to go down to 1.2%, then it's very risky. Yeah. So for me, just be a bit conservative yeah. in terms of projection. For, for all you know, you know, I mean, there's also other parts. I mean, my sheet connects to like, other areas, I, I project my income, my, my various expenses. Right. Yeah. I, I project the scenario if you know my income decreases by 25%, minus 50%, minus 75%, and I still service my mortgage. So all these are, yeah. The interest rate, I think 2% is, is fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 2% is, is, is correct. Lah. Yeah. So you ask me whether conservative or not. I am super conservative. I use. Right. Two percent, sometimes oh, I use. Okay. But of course, when I'm advising clients, right, I tell them two percent lah. Cannot, I cannot do the base conservative level, right? But some of them just tell me no lah. Just count at one point five. I'm like okay lor. At the end, I give you the advice. You you direct me to what you think is your level of conservativeness on mine. What your house, your <laughs> loan. Yeah. Yeah, you can probably do it at one point five percent if you're projecting for the next three years. Correct. Um, because you, you can fix it in, right? Yeah. But beyond that, then you can yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so Keith, have you found, haven't found any viable properties based on your spreadsheet recently for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've made some offers I mean, over the years and stuff, but it, it didn't materialize. Um, yeah, so I think we, we just have to see where we go from here. I'm still viewing properties very regularly, so maybe, okay. once, maybe once, uh, once every two weeks or so. 
Um, but yeah, I think viewing is tiring. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want just any other view properties. Only if it's the right price, uh, then I'll, I'll go and view. Yeah. And of course, it, it wouldn't make sense to actually ask you like what your, what your range is. As in, what, what would a property need to be priced at for it to even factor into your considerations? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. So for me, I mean, you know, all Singaporeans, we, we, love, the, we love the discount. And, you know, don't be shy um, putting in a, a price you think is, 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 is you know, what you think is appropriate price to an agent. Um, but for me, I always look at the precedent prices. I definitely don't want to pay. Uh, I don't want to be the new pricing benchmark. I don't want to be the highest price among all the precedent prices, especially in a period where property is really at its peak. So you're paying, you're paying the peak precedent price in a time where you are in a time where it's the, it's, it's the peak uh, property price index, that's really risky. So that is just something which I would take into account. I need, I need a bit of buffer, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm sorry I keep like interrogating you on this, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. does it even make sense to be searching for properties at this stage? I mean, knowing how expensive or, or how high the prices are rising, is it, uh, does it make more sense to wait and see if, whether this is truly a bubble and whether it will burst and whether things will normalize or how do you, in yeah. your personal opinion, I know it's, it's hard to really say for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it really depends on the buyer's uh, need of a property. For me, I don't need a property urgently. It's not like, you know, I'm, it's not like I, I, I'm, I have a kid or etc. I need to get a property by my own. So I have still some time. So, and I, and I, I, I personally, I, I enjoy analyzing properties and I don't mind viewing properties as well. So I would just, you know, view a property every two weeks or so. Um, and if the price is right, uh, then I'll purchase it. Um, but I think ultimately property is a need. Uh, if, if, if you have an immediate need, then you, you just have to buy regardless of the, regardless of the pricing levels. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's why... I think high also, I know tries have to buy, right? Because I got wife, family, need a place to stay. Okay, so um, the versus uh, is this, right? If you have to rent versus you have to buy, I feel most of the time you buy because at least your rent goes towards the mortgage, which is your property. But if you, if you don't have to rent, then it becomes, you know, you may not need to buy and then you have options in life. Lah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Because if you're renting, you're just paying somebody else's mortgage for them, right? You may as well just pay your own mortgage. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, correct, correct, exactly. But I mean, rent, rent, rent is so cheap in Singapore now. But, yeah, and we, but, but when we buy, you have to pay them. That's, that's kind of the thing. So, I mean, I, I have quite a few friends who are, you know, they, I don't know, they, 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 they're still renting and they just think the prices are ridiculous, you know. I have other friends who just went and just whack a property now, so... There's just two two different groups and you yep. just need to see how, how, how things play. Yeah. But if you can rent uh, let's say a two thousand plus kind of a range, then well I mean why not, right? Uh that's that's kind of how I that's kind of how I, I view it. Yeah. Actually it's quite interesting. Uh, I have a friend who actually bought a condo, rented the condo out, and then rented a bigger HGB to stay in. <laughs> so and and makes and makes and makes a profit every month. Uh. So, um, the mortgage was not a lot. So basically, the the renter covered the mortgage, 
And uh, because she used CPF to pay the mortgage, right? So she gets extra cash and the extra cash covers her HDB rental and she ends up with like two, three hundred extra every month still. So so she stayed in a bigger house and she rented out the condo that she bought. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, there are so many strategies people want to use and whatever rocks your boat, you know, as long as it makes sense to you. Yeah. Uh, Keith, can I ask something? I'm not sure if it's too personal, but I think this might be a question that some of our listeners might be wondering. Um, we've been talking a lot about condos and how, you know, uh, you haven't ab- you haven't been able to find the right condo uh in a sense where you know it makes sense in five to ten years time it reaches certain um numbers and there are certain numbers and goals essentially that will make you feel um okay I am happy buying this unit but have what what is there a reason why you haven't considered getting a HDB in terms of resale flats? Yeah, I mean that's a that, that's a good question. So for me, it's you know I. I think the resale. I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm not a I'm not a research property research expert, but you know if you look at the news, you just keep saying that the resale prices just keeps hitting new mm. highs. Um. So I mean, my my confidence level of actually you know paying for resale now and selling it in future, uh, to earn a bit of profit. It, it just seems a, a slightly lower as to me finding an undervalued condo mm. now. And uh, selling it in future, so that's kind of um, that's kind of my decision as to why I've I've chosen con- a condominium instead of a HDB. Um, but one thing which I mean, there was a period where I did consider HDB, and that was mainly because uh, and I'm talking about resale. If it's BTO, I think it just makes complete sense, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, but I think resale you do have the the, the parents' proximity subsidy. So I think, yes. you know, I think it's, I, I can't remember how much is it, is it 40000 or something like that, regardless of uh, income. And if you buy a, a, a 5K property, that's, that's, that's really a 40000 profit on, on day one, right? That's, that's what, 8, 8 9%? I, I yeah. don't know. So I think that's something which can be quite uh, attractive, yeah. To some people. But, yeah, to, to exactly, to, to, to some people. I mean, I know some uh, DBSS uh, HDBs, uh, which, you know, are right beside another condo and they look exactly the same. So, the, the, <laughs> you know, they look exactly the same, really. So there's, there's some attractions to, to HDB, yeah. And, you know, there's a reason why people are paying these prices for these new uh, uh, MOP HDBs. Because if you're someone like me who is, who, who, who's so used to condo prices, you see 1,600, 1,700 PSF, suddenly you look at, a, suddenly you switch to a HDB market, and you see 1,100 PSF, you're like, wow, this is, this is so value. <laughs> On top of that, I don't have to pay a, a, a condo maintenance fee, right? So I think that's why people have been you know, paying for paying these, these uh, prices for, for HDBs. And it's I think insane, not... though. It's really insane. The, the Bishan one recently in the news are like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, it was insane. But honestly, I was like, you know, these people have a reason to actually yeah. pay the price. Um, you know, near Cat High, I don't know, is it near Cat High? Yes, it is, yes, it is. Near, near Cat High, yeah, or Aitong, it makes sense for me, they, they, they need the space, uh, especially now work from home, etc. But, no, but this HDB is not that huge, eh? it's just a five room. Huge. Five room is considered quite huge, eh? at least to okay. me, I'm so, I'm so used to condo sizes now. <laughs> when I say the HDB five okay, room, I'm yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Is... They give you context, uh, this is a DBSS HDB, the five room is not the normal five room, like, uh, 1,200 square feet. I believe it's slightly smaller. 
the insane thing is that the valuation I think they bought at okay, so it's one two seven seven square feet. Okay, so apologize. I know the number is one two seven seven. Um, they bought it at one thousand psf la. I think they bought it at one point two nine mil or something like that. So one thousand and six psf or something like that. Uh, the valuation came back only hundred k cov. You know, that means the value of the properties of a ten year old house in Bishan. Eight-year-old house, maybe seven-year-old house, maybe it's one thousand psf. It's insane. So just to give you context, I bought Bishan down the road, five minutes walk from that house. Thirty-year-old house, I bought a six hundred per square feet. Wow, wow, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, twenty years older lah, though. But yeah, yeah. You see, it, it might seem insane, but I mean, come on. Ultimately, it's still one thousand psf. You, you, I'm, I'm so used to looking at two thousand psf you know, now. <laughs> one thousand psf. I mean, it's a that's a that's a big haircut, right? GB. So I mean. I mean, it's good because now DBSS. I own a HGB five minutes walk away, so it's good for me. But if I didn't own us, I'd be like, then how are people going to buy HGB? <laughs> how many BTOs <laughs> can the government produce every year? Kyla, how many? <laughs> Not enough. Is that yeah, yeah, that's the correct yeah. answer, actually. There's a lot of, I mean, I think currently now, there's a lot of, you know, intergeneration monies. Um, yeah, you know, monies right. going from parents and they're kind of, I think they're kind of flooding the market. So maybe that's that's what's pushing up all these prices. Uh, B- people who have BTO, you know, they, they put a gains and maybe they BTO in a, a less favorable location and now they want to to send their kids to, you know, schools such as Catholic High or such and maybe they, they just, they can't afford a, a, a condo there. And so a, a, a HDB is the next best alternative. So oh, I, I don't know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I think another... I mean, if you put it in that perspective. Yeah. yeah. I think another point I, I wanted to bring up is that when I was looking at condos, um, especially the three the three bedrooms, um, you know, I think ultimately there comes there comes a point there, there comes a, a pricing where a, a condo is a bit too close to a landed home pricing, and that is something which I want to avoid because I feel that if a condo if you're paying for a condo that is too near a landed home pricing, then in future you might have issues um, selling it because people will be like. Why, why am I paying so much for a condo? You know, like, I must just pay for a landed. So that's, you know, deciding whether, you know, I want to buy a condo mm-hmm. or landed or HDB, that's also one, one, uh, one consideration. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, we need bigger houses because of COVID. We need uh, cheaper houses because the prices are just too high. But like, we cannot have our cake and eat it. So I guess that's always the problem. Um, like in case Keith is whether the worry I mean one year ago we were talking about yeah the market should burst should burst <laughs> I still believe in it I believe you also still believe in it but at the same time you, we start to question it a bit more because it's been so long prices are just going up and up and up and up and yeah then you also have the fear right okay fine I give up I buy today tomorrow it tanks <laughs> you're like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that came to mind. And yeah, I'm still mixed as to where prices will go. But I think an alternative is, you know, for me, I just, I just don't pay so much for a property now. I pay a, a lower amount. And as such, you know, I, I kind of, um, if, if property were to tank, then I, I lose less. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of my thinking as well. Yeah. Because I guess if, if a property is under, already undervalued by your standards, and it's already much lower than... And it should be. So it should be a safe bet to get it regardless of whether prices are going to tank tomorrow or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, if instead of looking at freehold, then maybe I would 
look at uh, 99 years. Um, maybe instead of looking at new 99 years, maybe I'll look at, you know, a bit older 99 years where the quantum is lower. And if prices price tank, then, you know, so be it. I just have to suck it up and, you know, sell it at a loss next time. But at least my, my quantum losses would, would be as huge. So that's, that's another alternative I'm, I'm kind of looking at. Yeah. But if you're looking at the long term, then an undervalued property now should still, you know, make you a healthy profit down the road, right? Because... Yeah, but it's, under, least, it's yeah. undervalued to like today's prices. So, ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's undervalued to today's prices, which is a bit high, right? So it's, yeah. We need higher salaries. But then, Kyla eh? don't dare to say uh, so. I mean, it, it's heartwarming <laughs> hearing you say that. I nah, think it's I okay. I mean, like I said, all you need to do is make a Mortgage master song. Right? And, <laughs> and sing it. Yeah. Not just make we, it. We do, the NDP, we do the NDP dance together. Nope. It's you and Peter doing it. Nah, man. Where's the company yeah. spirit? Come on. Yeah. Company it's spirit. not the same without our CEO. How about us, our CEO? Okay, so. <laughs> we ask everyone, don't worry. You'll be the front and center. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, last thoughts. Yeah. Um. Was it? I mean, you mentioned that there was something. Another point you wanted to bring up. Uh, were there any other points that we haven't had a chance to touch on so far? Mm, I think I think no other point. I think we, we covered we covered quite a bit. But I guess the, the the I mean the last the last I mean my my message would be just buy buy a property which makes sense to you. Um, if you have a family, or if you think you're gonna have a family, buy a property which has adequate space. Um, because you know, ultimately, even if you even if you sell it at a loss in the future, um, at least you're 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 happy with the property and it you, it's a place where you can live in in the next uh ten to fifteen years. Yeah. So. Awesome. Right. Uh, BM Peter, you got anything else to it? No, I think it's all good, man. No. I mean, I love I love Keith's input. I actually want him to give me his. <laughs> the sentence could have gone really differently okay uh, yeah that's it from us today remember to send in your feedback your questions whatever to podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg Keith thank you so much again for taking the time to guest out on our podcast and sharing your insights um, I think I can say on, beh- on behalf of everyone that the things you said today has definitely shed a lot of light on the property market especially from a home buyer's perspective Yep, no no problem. Yep. Happy to be thank here. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Keith. Uh, good luck on your, your home search journey yeah, as well. Yeah, good luck on your home search. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Okay, uh, listeners, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, do consider hitting that follow button on whatever you're listening to us on. Spotify, Apple, your Walkman, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're back on our regular weekly schedule, so do catch our next episode next Monday. Thanks for joining us, folks. I just want to make a shout-out to Mr. Sean Locke, one of the funniest comedians and the undefeated carrot-in-a-box champion. May you rest in peace. The world is a less funny place without you. See ya!